0: Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. Uh, Canva helps you get your point across, uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, Plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. The kakadu plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a kakadu smoothie. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Limited to the availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig with details. A new season of Bridgerton is here. Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. For years now, populists have been popping up all over the globe. From India and Europe to the Philippines and South America, and of course, into the United States, politicians with populist leanings and those who have gone full-fledged populist in their quest for power have been making a lot of noise and a good deal of trouble. Think Marine Le Pen in France, Victor Orban in Hungary, Rodrigo Duterte in the Philippines, former Venezuelan President Hugo Chavez, India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, and, yes, by many people's definition, Donald Trump in the United States. But what is a populist? What is populism? Answering that is notoriously difficult. A part of the difficulty arises from the fact that populists can come from all parts of the political spectrum. There are leftist populists around the world who combine various forms of socialism with their populist message. There are those on the right who push anti-immigration and anti-LGBTQ platforms in their populism. Populism in general refers to appealing to ordinary people. As a political ideology or approach, It involves emphasizing the wants, needs, voices, and good qualities of the common people. And it usually does so by contrasting this idea of the good common people with the bad elite working against them. Best case scenario, a populist leader would be honestly looking at the issues that ordinary people face and helping create solutions for them, thus making the will of the people law. And that is what populist leaders tend to promise. Unfortunately, what tends to happen and what political scientists have observed in the aforementioned places is these populist leaders bending the definitions of both the common people and the elite in order to gain power within a democratic system and then undermining the very fabric of that democracy in order to stay in power, de-emphasizing some of the crucial parts of the democratic process such as the articulation of varied interests and the thoughtful mediation of those interests. It can be incredibly effective for the leader and incredibly damaging for the democracy that they're distorting and for anyone who lives within that democracy who isn't in the group that the leader has defined as the common people. So worst case scenario, populism redefines the common people as a group with narrow interests and then insists that only their will matters. We spoke with political scientist Anna Gujmala Busa, a professor at Stanford University and the director of the school's Global Populisms Project, which published a white paper in March of 2020 called Global Populisms and Their Challenges. It addresses the threats of populism and identifies several possible solutions. According to the paper, populism is growing across the globe because of the failure of major political parties to address the thorny issues that ordinary people face in today's world immigration, economic inequality, and globalism, just to name a few. This gives populist leaders a sort of foot in the door to claim that not only the elite members of those political parties are bad, but that the whole system is bad. Populist leaders climb to prominence by dividing society. Splitting it into two not just separate but opposing factions, the people and the elite. A University of Georgia political scientist by the name of Cass Mood explained it this way in an article for Vice Quote, The key distinction between the people and the elite is not based on class or power, but on morality. It is always the pure against the corrupt. But again, the people is often an exclusive group to quote the Stanford paper, Populists redefine the people, often by excluding vulnerable ethnic or religious minorities, immigrants, and marginalized economic groups. The result is majority rule without minority rights. Once in power, populist leaders attack not only the rights of individuals who don't fit into the defined majority, but the very foundations on which the country lies. That includes, the paper's authors wrote, quote, the takeover and taming of courts and oversight institutions, and new laws that limit the freedom of the media and civil society. We've seen this in the United States, with Trump calling the press the enemy of the people, criticizing judges, resisting congressional oversight, claiming that elections are rigged, flouting laws, and claiming that a deep state of bureaucratic actors is out to get him to deny the will of the people he represents. It happens with other populist leaders all over the world. Gujmala Busa explained the mindset, saying, The opposition is the enemy of the people. Why would you listen to them? The media is the swamp. Why would you listen to them? Everything is fake. Everything is suspect. And no one is to be trusted except the populists. And that populists, remember, does not include voices of the population's minorities or anyone who disagrees with the labeled majority. Gajmala Busa said, This is not about making poor people wealthy. This is not about punishing the elite and redistributing wealth. There's almost nothing in the populist program that actually makes everyday people's lives better. Populists don't do that. They simply don't. It's not the people who have suffered the most who support populist parties. It's really sort of the people who fear dropping further down in societal prestige and economic status. Populist leaders often don't spring from the working-class roots of what's thought of as being the people, though. Consider, Trump is a self-professed billionaire real estate investor. Brazilian President Jair Bolsonaro is a longtime congressman and military leader. France's Le Pen is the daughter of a career right-wing politician. The Philippines' Duterte spent decades as a mayor and lawyer. And India's Modi came from humble beginnings, but he's been in politics for more than 40 years. Whatever their origins, populist leaders are identifiable by their claim to understand the people, by their us-versus-them rhetoric, and by their assertions that they alone are the answer to the people's problems. They often speak in brash, common, of-the-people-talk, too, despite their often highbrow educations. They're considered by many to be charismatic. And they damage democracies in other not readily apparent ways, by striking down or radically altering what has become accepted over years of building a society—things like healthy debate, respect for opponents, and civil discourse. The illusion of telling it like it is draws in those looking for a change or not wanting to lose their grip on their place in society. But to populist leaders, popularity is not forever. Populists who rise to power, the Stanford Project found, often are punished more heavily by voters in trying to hang on to their power because they don't fulfill the promises they made. However, through these tactics of dividing people into good and bad, By chipping away at society's institutions, the courts, the media, the legislature, and by weakening norms, healthy debate, fair elections, and respect for one another, populists can hang on to power and even become all-powerful. The Stanford paper authors wrote, The result is a gradual slide into authoritarianism, each step justified by the need to better root out disloyal elements and better serve the people— read the partisan interests of the incumbents. Populism, Gajmala Busa said, doesn't help the people it purports to serve. In the end, that's just politics. She also noted that populism and populist politicians aren't all bad. She said, I think populism in opposition, populists who don't enter government, play incredibly powerful roles in sort of shaking up the system, And above all, in reminding the existing political parties and politicians that they shouldn't be complacent. Today's episode was written by John Donovan and produced by Tyler Klang. For more on this and lots of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Stuff is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.